Hey, this is Eric Olivares, pastor at Axios Church in Lakeland, Florida, and this is our podcast. Axios' mission is to point people to Jesus so they can find worth and purpose in God. We hope this message encouraged you and uplifts you throughout your week. Enjoy the message. This week is the most important week for the life of the believer and the Christian at whole. See, Jesus, the King of kings, the Lord of lords, the Messiah, the Alpha, the Omega. He went through beating, sped on, pain on top of pain, agony, horror, betrayal. From some of his best friends, betrayal. This week, a week before, the same people that were praising him coming into Jerusalem are now the same people that are saying crucify him. Imagine that, feeling on top of the world, and then a week later, they're wanting you dead. Jesus. This is probably the worst scene from any horror movie that you can imagine. A man with no fault, no sin. This horrific thing. But through this horrific event, it gave us the unbelievable freedom from his sacrifice. See, it's hard to really look at something like this and look at it as beautiful. But the whole purpose of Jesus coming to this earth was to die for our sins so we can have beauty on the other side of his sacrifice. Beauty. See, to me, I can't comprehend how beauty can come out of a disaster like this. But through this pain, redemption came. I don't know why. But Jesus is in the business of making bad turn into good. From, from the end, turning into the beginning. From horrible, turning into grace. From the past, turning it into your future. But you have to find the beauty in the problems in life. And it's hard. It's hard because you don't know what I've been through. It's hard because you don't know my story. It's hard because you do not know the hurt and the pain that I'm dealing with or that I dealt with in my past. But look at this scene. The savior of the world. No fault. I wanted us to actually see it for ourselves. No fault. No sin. Taking the punishment <coughs> for you. For you. Even knowing that you would deny him, he still would do it over and over again because of this word we call love. <laughs> I can't imagine. I can't comprehend that. But the Savior of the world died on the cross, took the nails, took the beating. By through that cross, 
It gave us the ability to forgive when it seems unforgivable. To love through the hurts and through the pains. To trust when we don't even see the outcome. The cross has the final word. The cross has the final word. The cross was for our sins. Romans chapter 5, verse 8, says it like this. But God demonstrated his own love for us, that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. You think you're hiding. <laughs> you think God don't know. But I'm here to tell you, he knows. But he still does. He still loves you. He still says, come as you are. Isn't it great that we have a God that doesn't, you don't have to be perfect to come to him? He says, just come as you are. And the sacrifice that he did, he will do it all over again because he loves you. The, the cross was for my sin. But I'm here to tell you today that the story is not over. That the story is not over. It doesn't end on the cross and there was a tomb. But the, pro the thing is, it, it doesn't end at a tomb. It didn't end at the tomb. On the third day, he rose again. The cross was for my sin. The res resurrection was for my victory in life. The cross was for my sin. The resurrection was for my victory in my life. The cross and the resurrection of Jesus Christ gave us things that we can live by and show us in, in, through this sacrifice. The first thing is reconciliation. In, in, in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 19 says, God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself. He paid the price that we couldn't pay for ourselves. He paid the price that we couldn't pay for. You couldn't give money to this thing. You couldn't give your talents to this thing. You couldn't give your name to this thing. No, he paid the price of the sin in our life. We didn't deserve it. We couldn't earn it, but he gave it freely for us. He reconciled us back to him. Number two, he gave us freedom from our sins. In Romans chapter 6 and 6 says, we, and we know that our old self was crucified with him in order for the body and sin to might be brought to nothing so that we would no longer be enslaved to our sin. No longer are you held bondage to your sin. By the cross, you are not held bondage to your sin, but God, but God doesn't look at our sin anymore. Oh, when he looks at us, he doesn't see us. When he come to him and give our hearts and hearts him, our life to him, he doesn't look at your sin anymore. You know what he sees? His blood. He doesn't see your sin. He doesn't see the thing that you did 20 years ago. He doesn't see the thing that you did two minutes ago. When he sees you, he sees the blood, which is the redemption of our sins. He sees it and he covers everything. Through his blood covering us, forgiveness in our life can be attained. Number three, death is defeated. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 55 says, death swallowed by the triumph life got the last word oh death oh death why are you afraid now we don't have to fear death you know why because we have eternity with him from the cross to the tomb 
to the resurrection, now we can live forever with him. When we have a relationship with Christ, we can live eternity. This, this world, this earth is not our home. We are going home one day. It's called the eternity with the king of kings and the Lord of lords. We have to not fear death in our life. Number four, we get new life. In Galatians chapter 2, verse 20 says, I have been crucified with Christ. I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. And I have I, the life I live now, I live out of my flesh, but I live in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. The old is passed away and the new is here. You don't have to look back in life. You know what? You can move forward because of the cross. Number five, forgiveness. Luke chapter 23, verse 34, and then said to Jesus, Father, forgive them, for they don't know what they do. He asked God for forgiveness for the ones that put him on the cross. So what, what are, why are we holding back from forgiveness? Imagine this. The people that are put him on the cross, Jesus said, forgive them, God. I don't know about you. I'll be like, curse them, God. <laughs> You hurt me. You put this crown of thorn on me. Well, like you, you spat on me. But through his love, he said, forgive them. So it should be easy for us to forgive one another. And last, our healing is Isaiah chapter 53, verse 5. By his stripes, we are healed. I'm telling you today. That through this horrific death turned into the beauty of resurrection in our life. The death and resurrection of Jesus was the cornerstone of the Christian faith. Jesus prophesied to the religious leaders of that day that he would be crucified. At the same time, he was also predicted to raise from the dead on the third day. The fact that Jesus rose from, rose from the dead is proof his ability to give you new life. To give you new life. The resurrection means that I get reconciled to new life in Christ. He is not dead. He is alive. Here in the book of Luke, we see the account of Mary, Jesus' mother, and Mary Magdalene going to the tomb of Jesus. Let me set the scene. Jesus went on the cross. He died. They put him in the tomb. They rolled the, the, the stone tight. On the third day, they go, these ladies go to the tomb to prepare the body. This was his custom um, in those days, to prepare the body. You know, at this point, the body probably would start stinking, probably would start getting uh, smelly. They're, I mean, this is not like a, a, a funeral home. This is like a, a, like a rock, like a tomb. There would probably be like insects and different things crawling on the body of Jesus. So these ladies, their expectation to go to the tomb was sadness. Their expectation going to the tomb was hopelessness. Their, their expectation was death. Their expectation was that this is the end of the story. You can't blame them, though. 
They literally saw Jesus take his last breath on that tomb. They literally saw his body tra being transported to this tomb, laid, the stone rolled away. They had every expectation of sadness, death in their life going to this tomb. Here in Luke chapter 24, verse 1 and 8, it says it like this. On the first day of the week, very early in the morning, the women took the spices that they were prepared and went to the tomb. They, they found the tomb rolled away. From, uh, they found the stone rolled away from the tomb. But when they entered, they did not find the body of the Lord Jesus. While they were wondering about this, suddenly two men in clothes of gleaming like lightning stood beside them. In fright, the women bowed down with their face to the ground. But the men said, why do you look for the living among the dead? He is not here. He is risen. They walked expecting death. They left finding hope. You, you got to follow me here. They, they walked into this tomb prepared to do something that meant death. But they left that tomb rejoicing, feeling hope because of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Here's the thing I got to ask you today. Where in your life have you went to an empty tomb that God already resurrected? I'm about to preach now. What? What in your where in your life have you been continually to go to empty tombs that Jesus already resurrected in your life? I mean, we go to this each and every day. I know that they hurt you. I know that the church thing didn't work for you before. I know that they talked about you, but you continue to go to emptiness. You're going to receive emptiness. You know that God, when he resurrects us, it gives us new life. But let me ask you the question, another question. Why do you look for alive things in dead places? Why do you look for living things in dead places? These women came to the tomb and the angel said, hey, I'm ladies. This is a place of, this is a place of a living when they thought it was death. Why do you come to these places? We do it each and every day when God has redeemed us from our sins, but we continue to go to these empty tombs that are holding us back when God is alive. He wants to give you new life. He wants to give you a new future in your life. <clears throat> we go to emptiness each and every day when God has called us to resurrect our life. Why do we go to, why do we look for alive things in dead places? God wants you to take the dead, the ugly, the sinful, the hidden things in your life and turn them into something beautiful today. He wants to take those things that you don't want anybody to know. He wants you to take those things that you go to when you feel lonely. He wants to take the ugly, the embarrassing things and make them something beautiful in your life today. It's called your testimony. And your story matters. Your story matters. In Revelation chapter 12, verse 11 says, And they overcome him by the blood of the Lamb, which is the sacrifice, and then the word of their testimony. And they love not their lives unto death. Here's the two things that you can help in this world. 
is remembering the sacrifice, the blood of the lamb, but then also telling people your testimony. Because your story matters. Your story matters to this world. Your story doesn't matter how messed up it is. Doesn't matter how out of control you seem. It doesn't matter, matter how unqualified you feel. Your story matters. But how is your story to others? How can you use your story to not only resurrect things in your life, but resurrect things others in others' lives as well? There is someone out there that needs to hear the pain that you are trying to hide. That there is somebody out there that needs to hear that you overcame that abuse. There's somebody out there that needs to hear that you overcame that addiction because it gives them a resurrection in their life so they can move forward because your story matters. You're like, man, I just messed up in my life. Yeah, you did. So did I. But now that you found Jesus and you're going to find Jesus today, now you can take that mess and it become your message in your life. It's all about the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Your story matters. You are not too far off. You are not too lost. You are not too messed up because the because Jesus' death gave us the beauty of his resurrection to look at you to the dead things in your life and make them something beautiful that comes out of it. Amazing grace. How sweet sound. That saved the what? That's like me. He, here's a lie that we tell each other all the time. Be perfect and then come to church. Be perfect and then go to Jesus. <laughs> That's a lie. I read in the story of these disciples, they were, they were ratchet as it is. I mean, these people were like crazy. But you know what? God chose them. And here's the thing. God chooses you today. Through all of your issues, through all of the things you want to hide, he still chose you. He still made you, formed you, created you. Because he knew that your story will matter. So stop living in the dead places. Resurrect your thoughts, resurrect your faith, resurrect your love, resurrect your hope. He is risen. You are now, now you have hope in your life. He wants to turn your ashes into beauty today through his resurrection. Through his resurrection. What are those things that you think disqualify you? from receiving Jesus? What, what are those things that you've, you've fought with all your life? What are those things that you want to, that nobody want, you want nobody to see? Those are the things that God's gonna use for his glory, for his glory. I mean, there was a man named Peter that always put his foot in his mouth. Anybody been there before? Don't be all holy on me now. It's Easter, I know. But some of you guys, put your foot in your mouth. I'm one of them. 
But he said to Peter, on you, that rock, you, the rock, I'm going to build my church. Like Jess said, Judas. Imagine having a friend that you give them all and they backstab you anyways. I mean, like Jess said, Judas wasn't at the kids' table. <laughs> Judas, was, Judas was at the, hey, you might betray me table. Judas wasn't a, hey, we don't know about this guy. He's a little weird table. He was at the table. Jesus even washed his feet. The most humble thing to do. Think about this. This is Jesus. He knows it all. And he's washing the disciples' feet. Judas. And you think you're disqualified? <laughs> Judas, they go to the garden. Jesus is praying. It said that his, blood, his, his tears and, and his sweat are like blood. He's just agony and pain. And Judas comes and, you know, Judas does it. He kisses Jesus. How crazy is Judas? Well, what did Jesus do? If I was Jesus, I'd be like, what? betrayed me watch this Jesus took the kiss and still loved matter of fact Peter you know that guy he took a sword and cut off the ear of one of the soldiers read your bible you know what Jesus did he was like no we got we got you you did it what did Jesus do took the ear healed the, the man because Jesus didn't come to this earth for vengeance when he really should. He came for love. And all the ones that people disqualified, Jesus qualified. So I'm here to tell you today, you're qualified. Your mess is going to become your message. I want this, this Easter message to be simple. Your mess is your message. Not, 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 going by, not going by what you can do, but by the sacrifice he did on that weekend. His death was for our sin. His resurrection was for our victory. Here's something that you need to hear and hear me clear. You are enough. You are enough. So now what? Now that I know I'm enough, I need to come to Jesus. We need to shake it off and follow Jesus. It said in Matthew chapter 28, verse 2, says, And behold, there was a great earthquake, for an angel of the Lord descended from heaven and came and rolled the stone away and sat on it. The, what stones in your life need to be rolled away for resurrection to come out? Because before resurrection came out, the stone had to be rolled away. What are the stone walls in your life that you've been holding for years that today need to be rolled away so you can come to life again? You were once dead and now you need to come alive. What are, needs to be rolled away in your life? Is it sin? Is it pride? Is it guilt? 
Is it shame? Is it lust? Is it unforgiveness? What needs to be rolled away to get new life that is under the blood? Here's the thing. The time is now. No need to wait. Don't let the sacrifice be in vain. Come to life again. Let him resurrect your life. Stop looking at the ugly past. Stop looking at your ugly sins. Stop looking at the ugly, horrific choices you made. You are not disqualified. You can receive hope today by the resurrection and the death of Jesus Christ. We find beauty in this resurrection to give our message the redemption of Jesus Christ for what he did in our life. And you can obtain that today. You can obtain that today. You don't have to go A, B, or C. You don't have to sign a contract. You just got to come to him. Thank you again for joining us here at Axios. Hey, to hear more messages just like this, go ahead and subscribe to this channel. If you want more information about Axios, go to axioschurch.com. There you can get more information, give, and connect. Remember, we love you, and we're in this together.